Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Smart journalism, fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Dear Owen Wilson. You guys, I say this every week, but it's so great to be with you again. You are my family, my podcast listeners. We do this together every week. We are creating something, building something. It's pretty exciting. I'm having a great time. I'm enjoying it. And um, I hope you had a good weekend. You know, since this comes out on Mondays, you know, you're coming to the Blair Dog fresh off a weekend. Maybe you did some deep rest or maybe you were out in the club being wild. Something I personally cannot identify with as I am a sleepy bitch prefer to be sedentary as much as possible but i support you and everything you do all your endeavors of course we're family um this week's episode so funny and fun features my friend megan gailey you know her from all over pause with sam J. Comedy Central special conan uh late night with jimmy fallon she's everywhere bitch um it was such a fun episode I've known Megan for so long, so we really go over it, has some fun memories and stories to tell, and um, I think you're going to love this episode. You guys, it makes me so happy when you DM me or post about the show. I love hearing your feedback. I say that every week. Uh, your reviews mean so much to me and so much to the show to keep it going. Tell a friend. Love if you share with a friend. That's so helpful. And yeah, I'm just really appreciative. I'm having a great time. Also, write in if there's anyone you would like me to have on to interview. Let me know suggestions of guests you would like me to book. I am going to read a review um, because I want these people to know how exciting they are to me. 
And this one is from J9VAWA. It's as simple as this. Blair Saki is the universe's gift to us all. If you already know of her, you have already experienced this epiphany. If you don't know Blair, now is the time to tip up the brim of your hat and say, Nice to meet ya, and mean it, because the pleasure truly will be yours. In a world filled with a million people who have a million podcasts where they simply make fun of everyone and everything ad nauseum, it is refreshing to have a show where people express their childlike admiration for others while still finding ways to endearingly make good fun of everything, especially themselves. Each time a new episode comes out, I thank the Cosmos for being Blair to us. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, that review is going to get me through this motherfucking week, bitch. Thank you. Thank you to J9VAWA. Wow. I am soaring. I am in the clouds right now. I am soaring with my dear Owen Wilson family. Anyway, guys, um, yeah, contact me at Blair Saki on Instagram and Twitter. I love you so much. I love you. I love you. I love you. Have a great week. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Dear Owen Wilson podcast. I have to say, I have just been enjoying this so much. I've been enjoying your guys' feedback. Thanks for listening. We're having a wild, rocking time. And, guys, do I have a guest for you today? This woman, you know her from all over your television. She's writing. She's on there. She's doing stand-up. She's everywhere. She just had a motherfucking baby, okay? Please welcome to the show, my friend, Megan Gailey, everybody. Hi, Blair. How are you doing, Megan? Tell us. Update us. Well, you know, I just had a very painful bowel movement, but <gasps> I'm doing pretty good. Oh my God, you poor thing. How do you recover from that and then bounce back and then be so charming on a podcast? It's just, I I honestly think that um, being in a sorority prepared me for it, you know, <laughs> just pain and then happy face. Just <gasps> women are incredible. We really are. We really are. It has me, you know, my husband is really lovely and has been a wonderful partner. And I, you know, I love to drag him. Um, yeah. And I like can't. I mean, yeah, he's horrified by poop, um, which is really funny. But other than that, top notch. That's Great so sweet. Great hubby. Great That's dad. That's so nice. I love when... um partners love their like find out that they love their partner even more through like a child well you know that's interesting because i said that i love him even more and then i asked if he loved me anymore and he said no um <laughs> and i, I would have asked the same thing <laughs> i'm the one who gave i was like i love you more than i even thought you know and you only say that because you want someone to reciprocate it you know like it's like Oh, okay. This was sort of like a yes and situation. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so he goes, well, when we got married, I already loved you the max. And so if you're maxed out, you can't go up. And I go, nope, try again. <laughs> I knew that when you said that, that that was going to be his answer, that he uh. was going to say that. <laughs> but I'm like, so, so watching me give birth and then watching the doctor sew me back together, that didn't up it at all. 
<gasps> Wait, did you have an episiotomy or should we talk about this offline? What's an episiotomy? I don't. I, I heard hope- that's when they stitch you back up. Oh, yeah. I mean, I had to get stitched back up and like. They- or like you got, you had to tear. Oh, yeah. I, I don't tore. Want- I had a level two. There's four, there's four levels. And oh I had a level. my god! And I had a level two, which they're like pretty. You know, I would I go did my butthole tear? Did my butthole tear? And yeah, she was like, your butthole is fine. Um, <laughs> was it then, really painful? Um, it's not. I mean, like I had an epidural, so right. it's um, it's painful, kind of like after, right? Um, and you know, you're yeah. It's just like they <laughs> you squeeze the baby out, and then they. Then they're working on you for a while. <gasps> for really? a while. Holy yeah. shit. God, and they you just never down, know this like, stuff. They brought down those lights that like, you know, when they are like a UFO landed and they <laughs> and they show like those like giant like those were the lights that were like brought down from the ceiling to be like spotlighted on my <gasps> vagina for her to sew it back up. Oh my God. Honestly, yeah. I, like I can't believe you went through this. I can't believe like all the mothers throughout the beginning of time have gone through this, but I have to say, I can't wait to see your material about that. I can't wait to hear what you talk about on stage. Like it's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you. It is wild to be like, every mother did this, you know, because yeah. it's like, we know some not great mothers. <laughs> um, and then, you know, it's like, we watch reality TV and you're like, yeah. Dorit did this, um, but <laughs> Dorit. I guess she did. I guess she did. <laughs> wow, that's just so amazing. I, you know, even all my friends like having babies. I feel like I learn about every single time. I learn about something new from yeah. their experience. I was learning about new stuff like on the fly. I didn't know there, you know, like a squeeze bottle that you usually see in like a sports commercial. You yeah. need to squeeze one of those. Um, with hot water onto your vagina for like weeks after while you're peeing. <gasps> and I didn't. I, what? And I never I, knew that. I didn't either. Wow. Oh, I just can't believe you create a baby in your body. Like men don't know. Men just have like a completely different human no. experience. And then we and then we breastfeed it. So we keep it alive. Like it's like we carry it, we birth it, and then right. we keep it alive. It's like you guys could do one of those things. Right. How's but, that going? Is it is that is it good? Yeah. I mean he's I heard obsessed. it's really hard. Oh, it's it's true. It really is like a true full-time job. Um, wow. and it's just constant. My boobs are aching right now. <gasps> um, just cause they're like, you know, just brimming with milk, which is Whoa. lucky, which is right. lucky. They're huge. I mean, you know that I don't have, I'll unbutton this. Let's get into it. You're my <laughs> yeah, dear friend. Yeah, no, I'm learning a lot. <laughs> well, yeah, they are huge. They yeah. are huge to the listeners. There's some big old cans over some here. Some melons. And like, <laughs> you know, sweet CJ, my husband, he's like, whoa. And it's like, you're these aren't, you don't get to do anything with these. <laughs> these are for um, our son. Have you have you been able to have a drink yet or no? <laughs> don't you worry about me. <laughs> don't you worry about me. I hop right back on that saddle. <laughs> Did you? Wow. Good yeah. for you. Yeah. You probably needed it. It was a long... Wait, I've been thinking about this so much, but I've never asked anyone. How come, Megan, people say that you're pregnant for 10 months instead of nine? So you're pregnant for full full term is 40 weeks. Yeah. And a month has four weeks in it. So you are technically pre- pregnant for 10 months. It's not but nine I don't, months. But why do people say nine months? I'm so confused. I think confused. it's because you don't typically know. Um, 
for that like first part or like they don't count that like it's like counted from the first date of your last period or something and so that ends up being the 10 but it's a true myth it's a, and nine months that's a film you know like it's one of the most commonly known things and it's not it's not correct <laughs> yeah I always wonder that and I'm like I don't think I'm being a good woman I don't know why was, they keep saying 10 months I was doing stand-up I, I would like told an audience I was like so I'm like nine and a half months pregnant and people were like you need to go to the hospital and it's like <laughs> I, have, <laughs> I have two weeks to go <laughs> Wait, so how, you've done stand-up, like, didn't you do Faded, or how did I it did go? I did a show last week, yeah. Was it and, fun? You know, at, like, three days um, post-squeezing him out, I was like, you know, I don't think I'm ever going to do stand-up again. <laughs> like, right. Just like, I'm retired. My it's crazy. were raging, and then CJ was like, I think you should, like, go do it sooner rather than later. Oh, um, that's so And nice. so he encouraged me. You know, we are in a COVID upswing. Right. Um, so I wanted to do something outside that felt, like, fun and not like, oh, my God, if I— forget what I'm talking about or endangering like how I put my set before his safety I was like well I don't want to have a bad set I don't want to make him sick I know Um, you mean so yeah it it was really fun actually and I was really scared when I got up there I was like what the fuck and then um it, it ended up being really fun and yeah there's a lot there's a lot people don't know. There was a bald man with a goatee who looked shocked. Um, and I was like, I'm so sorry, sir. And he goes, I'm learning a lot. Um, and, you know, that's what that's what we're here for. That's what comedy's for in this 2022 Wait. of our Lord's year. You were nervous? I can't imagine yeah. you ever being nervous. I was so nervous because it was like, what if I just, like, don't have it? You know, what if it's, like, rookie of the year um, and, like— <laughs> My injury wears off and I can't do it anymore. <laughs> no, no, that's crazy. Oh, God. Okay, this is so fun. Um, all right. Well, I guess I could just do this the whole time, but I guess we should have <laughs> you get into your letter. Yeah. And I'm um, really excited that it is a mother as well. <gasps> yes. A famous mother. Okay, mm-hmm. I can start? Yeah, yeah. Let, let oh. it out. Let it okay. out. Okay. My dearest Cher, (gasps) you are my everything, my North Star, my gypsy, my tramp, and my thief. That's a song title. Please do not cancel me for saying gypsy. You were the first concert I ever saw, the Believe Tour, and Cindy Lauper opened for you, and it was transformative. It was in the middle of a cornfield in Indiana, but it felt like the coolest place on earth. There were gay men in leather vests. I know they were gay because they were there and in leather vests. And I smelled weed for the first time. And my mom told me whenever I smell that smell to run in the other direction. Please know that I did not take Peggy's advice on that one. I have now seen you two more times, both of them farewell tours. But as you... But as you joked, you've got a few more farewell tours left in you. One of the shows, you had a comedic magician open for you. (laughs) Definitely a choice. And the last show I saw you do was in Vegas, where you belong. They should rename Vegas Cher. (laughs) 
You were 72 at the time, and please accept my apologies for bringing that up, but you said it on stage because there were some audience members sitting and clapping along, and you said, hello, I'm 72, and if I'm up here dancing, you should be up dancing too. (laughs) Yes. You sparkled extra bright that night. You did no less than nine outfit changes for a 80-minute show. You sang with a hologram of Sonny, and you rambled on about your feud with Johnny Carson, and it made no sense, and I ate it all up. I love everything about you. Your voice, your clothes, your hair, your acting, your Twitter. Share You make Twitter almost fun, and that's fucking impossible. Do your tweets make sense? No. And that's part of what makes them so beautiful. No one has accomplished more or meant more to little Indiana girls and gays than you. But I still have dreams you'll continue to achieve. Like, I want you to do the Super Bowl halftime show. I am of the firm belief that only women and Bruno Mars should perform (laughs) at the Super Bowl. And you are the type of artist that could unite this country. You have an incredible list of hits. You dance. You even wore a thong on a battleship. There's truly nothing you can't do. Cher, we need you now more than ever. Keep singing, keep having farewell tours, and for the love of God, keep fucking tweeting. Your biggest fan, Megan Gailey. Oh my God, Megan, Megan, how did you write that incredible letter while being a mother of a newborn? Well, I'll tell you, I said, CJ, you need to take our baby. I need to write a letter to share. Um, oh. And he understood. He understood. He didn't ask one question. Okay. I think that might be the best letter we've had yet. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Really, really good. Well, um, I mean, I've loved her since I was 12, truly. You know what's so crazy is like I've seen Cher once and I was in, I think I was also 13, maybe 12. So it was the Believe Tour. Yeah. And it was at the Honda Center in Anaheim. And my punk ass middle school self, what my mom, like someone gave her free tickets, like, I don't know, an Orange County person or something gave her free tickets and she really wanted to go. And she's like, I want to take you to the share concert. And I was like, mom, that's not cool. Like a little shithead. And then she's like, you can bring friends. Cause I don't know. They were some random, I don't know how she got these tickets. And, um, I told my friends and they were like, that's the coolest thing we've yeah. ever heard. And we went, it was Megan Orange County. It was the yeah. first time I'd ever seen him a gay person. Wow. I bet. Yes. Yes. And two men were kissing in front of me and I was like clapping and I, we had the best time and seeing Cindy Lauper, like I was like, and I remember being like, oh my God, I need to be like nicer to my mom and like (laughs) listen to my mom more. And I was like, this is incredible. I can't believe I almost missed out on this. And the thing is she was like 50 something then, you know? Yeah. And I think that's probably why you thought it wasn't cool. I went, 
went with my mom um, and then my bre- my older brother's girlfriend and her mom. And then there were like two other people. And, oh, we had a time. We had a time. It was so fun. And also, like, I got there and I knew all the songs. Like, I had yeah. heard every song. Oh, my God. That's yeah, the thing. It was- She's a hit maker. She is a hit maker. And also, like you mentioned, the outfit changes just mm-hmm. were incredible. She's in a league of her own. Like, I-, I think so many people have copied or not copied her, but been influenced by her. Yeah. Like, basically, all women now that are performers. Yeah. yeah Cause even I look at like Casey Musgrave's hair and I'm like, yes. less hair. You know, right. and like, I'm a huge fan of drag and yeah. drag race. And it's like, they're all doing share to some extent, right. you know? Right. Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, well, Kim Kardashian, she's very yes. open about it, but she's like always doing share yeah. now. Yeah. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. With new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.
Oh, God, this is so exciting. Okay, let's get into it. Okay. Megan, according to Lucian Wickles, you remember uh-huh. Lucian, right? Yeah, okay. how is he? Right, what, has COVID affected him? <laughs> he's got COVID three times, but he's bounced back it. every time, no problem. Yeah. You know, he's he doesn't really follow rules well, unfortunately, but um, and he's always like going in and out of the casinos and stuff in Bakersfield, yeah. so... Yeah, but, you know, he bounces back somehow. The man, indomitable. Um, Give him my best. I will. Uh, He's, according to Lucian, Cher's real name is Sherilyn Sarkeesian. Mm. Megan, what is your actual secret name that you have been hiding from the public all this time? Um, So I believe Cher is Serbian? I don't know. I don't even know why I guessed. Um, Right. Not appropriate. My... (laughs) um, my real name is actually even more Irish than Megan Elizabeth Gailey. Oh, it um, is. Yeah, it's actually um for Leaf O'Donovan. Um yeah. Wow. Wow. Oh my God. I'm so glad Lucian asked this question because how would we have ever gotten to the bottom of this that mm-hmm. this has been your real name the whole mm-hmm. time? And I wanted to stay true to like some Irish heritage. So that's why I went with Megan Elizabeth Gailey. <laughs> um, but see, I even said it wrong. I meant four leaf clover. When you're O'Donovan. in the womb, that's why you went with it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, four leaf yes. clover O'Donovan was like, not going to work. <laughs> Oh, that's why this show is so important. Uh, we really get to it here. And for Leaf O'Donovan, and it's like I've known you all these years, and I would have never known that before this moment. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay, according to Lucian, Cher won an Academy Award for Moonstruck mm-hmm. in 1987. Mm-hmm. Megan, what movie do you hope to win an Academy Award for? Um, The Megan Gailey story, where I will be playing myself. So it seems like, oh, you're not really going to have to be, like, stretching um, to play yourself. But I will be writing, directing, and starring in it. (laughs) Yes! And so I'm hoping to do a clean sweep. Clean sweep! Yeah. Wow, and what's going to happen in the Megan Gailey story that's going to win this Academy Award? Oh, gosh. Now I'm worried because nothing really, like, that tragic has happened. I'm knocking on wood. (laughs) I mean, I guess it could just follow the rise and fall of the MTV hit show Ladylike. Um, (laughs) The very lauded MTV hit show Ladylike. Yeah. Yes. Wow. I did almost lose my life multiple times. (laughs) So I was threatened by um, strangers in New York City. So I think that would be, yeah, I think that would be really something. You know, it'd be interesting to sort of tease that out for a full-length film since it came and went so fast. <laughs> um, not the shooting part. We did shoot, we did shoot for six no, full months right, right, right. almost every day, but the premiere and uh, subsequent cancellation, I think, was like a blink Two of months. an eye. Two months. So <laughs> maybe, we would call maybe that five weeks. We would call that a fifth of a pregnancy. <laughs> um, and but that's why I want to make the movie is because I need to recoup my earnings. <laughs> you know, I'm. I went into massive debt. I opened five credit cards um, yeah. while we were filming, and now I've got hundreds of thousands of debt. And so I will be putting up a um, GoFundMe to fund the film, and then I will be keeping all of the money. Oh, I love that. That's sort of a Zach Braff crowdfund a movie yeah. type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that. What do you think about the Zach Braff Lawrence Pugh? Uh, 
dating. Did you know that they're dating? I did know that they were dating. And like, that's some, are they still dating? I really like, I, I'm not great at my celebrity couples. I did know that they were dating. I'm always like, he sucks. Um, but then I remember Scrubs is fun. Um, so it's, for Florence Pugh's one of those, like, I know she's so hot. Like, she's very, very hot. Um, but then she did a really hilariously bad accent in whatever Marvel show that I was forced to watch. Oh. Um, and I'm not she, up on the Marvel shows. She Well, it's because you're not married to a man. Um, <laughs> yeah. So take it as one of the drawbacks of marriage. And uh, she, she's got one of those bodies that I'm like, that's what my body looks like. And it doesn't at all. Um, so I'm like, I'm Florence Pugh, basically. I don't think that's true. I disagree. I like, I think Florence Pugh is extremely attractive. But what I like, uh, I feel like her body is like a normal body and it's like sexy body. It's not like that stick thin type thing. I think if we were to like see it, up close and personal, it would be like the hottest body we've ever seen. But like you have one of the hottest bodies I've ever seen. Oh my you God. Know? That's so it very would be kind. like you and Florence Pugh. And then I'm like, <laughs> no. but even when we were, even when we would like sit at pools when I was like nine and a half months pregnant, I'd be like, well, Blair and I have the same body. Um, <laughs> we so do, you dumb dumb. So there's a, um, not when I'm nine and a half months. <laughs> no, you're like, oh my God. I like this thing where like when I see, I feel like Jemima Kirk sort of has that same vibe where she is like, a no- like, of course, it's we're talking body privilege. We're talking yeah. body privilege, yeah, everyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fine, fine, yeah. fine. Get off our backs. Mm-hmm. But I like this like, thing where it's like a normal body and these women are like sexy and you know own their I think Florence Pugh has that sexy Uh sexy sex appeal how did she originally become famous like she's one that's hard to track for me I remember Midsummer. was there before I have no idea because I didn't see Midsummer, but I know that that movie popped off and I don't watch scary shit like that but I only know her from Little Women Oh, right, Little Women. I forgot that's she was the in only that. thing. That's when I was introduced to her. Yeah, see, the OG, not, I guess like the Little Women with like Winona Ryder is like so special to me. That right. like that Little Women, it did not, I, I saw it, I liked it. It did not attach to my brain at all. Um, so yeah, she's just one of those people where I'm like, I know she's famous and I know Midsummer um, yeah. because I saw 75 hot girls do that as a Halloween costume that year. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but it's like, yeah. So then I'm like, maybe they're perfect for each other, you know, because yeah. it's like, they're, they're both inconsequential in my brain. Right. I never had a problem with Zach Praff. I never thought about him at all. But when I did find out about that couple, I was surprised. And yeah. I do, I do have to side eye when there's a 24 year old dating, like a 52 year old or something. <gasps> That's what it is. Yeah. And because oh no, and like no. I know when you're 24, you get confused and you date older men sometimes. Ugh. Like I, but like I, I always think that these women look back in six years, seven years, eight years, and are like, oh fuck that guy. I was so young, I didn't you're know what I weird. was doing. Like yeah. most of the time, maybe I don't know. I just think that a lot of times women look back when at those relationships and are like, oh. I was so young. How gross is that guy? Like, I didn't know what I was doing. And I think she's like, not that this matters, but like it does. I think she's richer than him. Like, it's like, really? it's not even like a, you know, oh, Bella Hadid's dad and um, whatever his wives were. <laughs> I don't even know who his wives Muhammad, are. 
Mah- oh, but you know Muhammad. No, I know Muhammad, of course. Well, of course. I only know his um, second wife because she was on a show, short-lived show called Second Wives Club. Whoa. That I loved. Wow. Okay, we're um, getting confirmation. It's a 21-year, 47 and 26, not. It's weird, you know, like, because I always think about, okay, think if we had a friend who was 47, which I don't even think we would. Okay, yeah. but think if we did. <laughs> Think, okay, so think if we had a friend who was 42 who was dating a 20-year-old. It'd be like, I don't want to be your friend, dude. No, it's gross. It's gross. And like, yeah, I don't like, it's weird. Like, I don't, I think maybe I had these, I think maybe I had that same thought when I was that young. But we like, did. as you get older as a woman, like you get, it, it strengthens. Like, I remember I would get grossed out when like a much older man would hit on me. <gasps> You back to back to Cher. Sunny was way older. Like I think they started dating when Cher was like sixteen, fifteen Ugh, or sixteen. Yeah, I know that's brutal. I feel like shit happened like that all the time back then. Like, yeah. I think that people didn't even like really think about it in a deep way until twenty seventeen. <laughs> a thousand percent. Because I'm like, I got you, babe. One of one of my favorites. And then you're like. He was uh, <laughs> a statutory raping her. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I hate to speak ill of anyone who died in a skiing accident, but. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Cher is the only artist to have a number one single on the Billboard charts in six consecutive decades. The only <laughs> person ever on earth to do so. Megan, Megan, do you hope to do comedy until your last dying days, or what are you thinking there? <sighs> I just think if I'm like, I look at Joan Rivers and I go, yes, I want to do that. And then I go, but if I'm still doing it, it means I'm not rich. You know, so there is part of me that's like, get rich, get out at 50. Right. Um, but I, or I, people do like the 10 year break and come up, like, yeah. you know, like Eddie Murphy type of things or like, um, yeah, and they what, come out like 15 we, years later. What we've seen is that they've really kept up with the times, um, you know, and that all their takes are spot on <laughs> when they take those breaks. I know that's the sad thing. Cause like, don't you worry it could happen to us? Like, yeah. cause when you get old, like, I feel like a lot of your takes get bad because yeah. You're like, fuck it, I'm old. Like, I don't give a fuck anymore. You and know? I think you're I think you're, they're like also rich. So it's like being old and rich. I think if you're old and not rich, you're like, Medicare right. for all. Okay. Right, <laughs> right, need, right, right. I need my hip done. Yeah. Um, but if you're just like super, super rich, you're like, I don't want to give my money away. I'm trying right. to think of like, I don't want I like hesitate to call him old um but like i think of someone like eddie pepitone who is like a older than us comedian yeah who is like more my legit with the, actual favorite comedian yeah of my more with life. the times than like we are even right. and it's like you'd hope to you'd hope to be that and i like i think of joan and i like i miss joan so much you know she's me too she's up there on on my mount rushmore with with Cher. It's not a comedy Mount Rushmore. It's like yeah, a mean, yeah. it's like a mean a general. Mount Rushmore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and she's up there. Karen, um, the character Karen from Will and Grace is up there. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> and then maybe like Miss Piggy and then Daisy Duck. There's five people on it. Oh, that's a good Mount Rush. Yeah. So it's like Joan was like, she stayed working. So she was like, I love how I'm calling her Joan. Like we're friends. <laughs> no, no, so please. She, first name. So she was she was constantly you know and she was like watching the award shows which even though those are like outdated it's like she knew all the celebs and 
she stayed fresh to me in the sense that like, since she's passed, I'm like, we miss her and need her so fucking much. Like what she could have done to Trump and what she could have done like to all the nonsense and horrible things that are happening in the world. I think there really is a void. Yeah. Maybe you're going to be the next Joan. But Joan probably would have gotten canceled. You know, like Joan was wild. Yeah. Wild. But then her husband committed suicide and everybody was like, let her, let her go. Let her do what she wants. I, are you watching Hacks? Do you watch Hacks? Um, so I'm not fully caught up on my TV because of my um, baby. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm fully caught up on Bravo. Haven't missed yeah. a second. But I need to catch up on the new um, season. But I love Deborah Vance. Yeah, because this new season, I feel like they're drawing a lot of— I feel like there's. It's a lot of it is based on Joan Rivers. Okay, because I got that in the first season, too. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah. Because kind of has a share vibe, you know, Vegas, Sparkles. Yeah, yeah. And she, like, there's so much, like, tragedy around her with, like, her husband and all this stuff. But it it does bring up that thing. A lot of the second season is about, like, should she keep going? Is she too old to be doing it? Like, is she not with the times? Like, you know, she says some dumb shit that she has some bad takes, like, Uh in the second season. uh (laughs) And it is interesting because I was like, is this, like, a look into our future, you know? Yeah. Wow. Probably. We're going to—well, and we're going to look back and be like— yeah, because we're going to have f- male friends that are no longer going to be allowed to <laughs> do stand-up. And That's we're gonna, so sad. <laughs> we're going to have to be like, do we publicly support them or not? You know, like, we may yes. be like, we may be voice memoing them, not even texting because we don't want a paper trail. <laughs> we may be like, I support you, delete this, but like, I'm on your side. And then, you know, the vultures emailing us and it's like, fuck that guy. You know, that may be what we're— <laughs> Staring down. I know, or we will get canceled. Like, not 100%. because we, not because either of us intentionally wanted to hurt anyone, but it is easy to say something dumb. And, you know, comedy is not, uh, it's not timeless. It's not everything. No. Like, <laughs> things, no. things are appropriate one decade that are completely inappropriate the next decade. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then you're like, nobody's safe because this shit lives forever. <laughs> See, my husband's shocked I haven't been canceled yet. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I don't, <laughs> he's like, you need to go back in the archives. I'm like, I don't even want to know it's there. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I feel the same thing. But I also feel like I, you know, but it is very possible to say dumb shit without meaning to. I I also think it's an important point. People are going to be like, this episode is a while. <laughs> started with getting her pussy sewn back together and now she's like I'm gonna get canceled it's like, this what? is what we love here this is what the people want tangents I think, I think one of the important things is is really actually apologizing though and right. I, I do think women and minorities are much more susceptible actually to cancellation I don't think I think men end up being fine because they're like oh I'll just pivot and then I'll make money did you see who bought a four million dollar Hamptons house yesterday okay so like um I'll I'll, I'm going to put it in the chat, okay? You're going to have to. <laughs> I'm typing it in the chat. <laughs> yes. Okay. So it's yep. like there's a market um, and there's right. less of a market for women and minorities. And I think we tend to also have more empathy um, because we've like had to go through 
things or had people be terrible to us that like if someone's like, hey, you fucked up, we're much more willing to go, oh my God, I'm really sorry I fucked up. Yeah, and that yeah. was not my intention. And I actually will go away for more than nine months um, and and learn. Well, yeah, no, I think that's so true because, you know, I and I don't know if it's more the fan base or the person because when you see a man mess up, all these men around the country who might not have even be fans, been fans of them prior, rally around them rally. because they want to support like this not sorry like yeah. type of thing. But you you never see a woman doing arenas after they get canceled. No, Kathy Griffin is like is you know she's she's working, but she not working. Right, like she's not, she's not like announcing her that she's doing Madison Square Garden no. like a year no. after, like a lot of these guys. No, yeah, and you know she's got a great promotional photo to do. With. Yeah, oh my god, oh my god. Ugh. All right, um, back to Cher, Megan. Do you think that Cher likes stand up comedy? Yeah, I do. I think <laughs> really. I think she spent enough time in Vegas that like she. I think yeah, and like she used to go on Carson all the time. I think she likes the late nights. I think she like gets a hoot out of it. Right, and can you? You did mention briefly that she brought up her feud about Johnny Carson during the yeah. tour, and that you didn't understand it. But like, I didn't know they had a feud. Like, what was their feud about? Do you know? I think it was more just like Johnny was an asshole, um, and she would like call him on it on. TV. Right, because our our other Joan famously had her thing. Big with him. And that was like that was behind the scenes. But I think, yeah, he would just like say crazy shit to her and she would like give it right back to him. Right. Well, it sounds like Johnny, like from the little that I know, historically might have had some typical of the times misogyny. <laughs> misogyny. Misogyny. Yeah. Well, I know he did like X out uh, men too, but like probably at the time, like, you know, if you see a woman like scantily dressed and like owning who she is and like a big personality, it was like probably very threatening to him. Yeah. And I think there was some love-hate there. And part of the reason I don't know the full story is because Cher made no sense when she was talking about it. Like, <laughs> she, like, like, it was, I went to, the last time I saw her, I was with Kara Clank, another comedian. And we were like, let us do punch-up on her banter because it was all over the place. And we were like, we loved it. You know, it's so right. Cher, but I'm like, we could really tighten this up for her. Right. You know? that's, yeah, that makes sense. Well, you did make mentioned her Twitter, which honestly is the best thing about Twitter. But yeah, I can see how that happens because she has one, she has insane <laughs> confidence Two, like she has lived more life than anyone has lived. And yeah. three, she just like she always has that little twinkle like she's saying something um, wild. So yeah, mm -hmm. I can see her Twitter. <laughs> if her Twitter is any representation of what she's saying on stage, it is interesting when you're at a musical concert, what the people say on stage yeah. like I was just telling someone like when I went to a Heim concert like Alana the one that who was in licorice pizza which I did not watch because you know it was a I heard it was about an old a statutory yeah. rape situation yes. uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, old switcheroo one. Oh, you know? it was yeah girl older 25 year old girl to like 16 year old boy oh really okay maybe I can watch it then maybe that'll be less triggering to me mm, it's pretty long 
that was my takeaway. <laughs> but Alano talked the whole time during the concert. Oh. <laughs> well, and like, there's always that thing of like, you know, comedians want to be musicians. Yes. Musicians want to be comedians. Athletes want to be musicians. Ath- you know, right. like, you, but yes, you, and like, we've seen it too. I think when you watch, um, watch what happens live is someone will be on and you're like, oh, they don't know how to talk. Um, so, and it even, it even happens with <laughs> actors sometimes. Like, yeah. there was a gal on who is like a really great actress and and it was like, oh, she said out of body experience four times. Like, give her the <laughs> that would be me, honestly. <laughs> I she, do podcasts all the time where after I'm like, oh, oh, I shouldn't have said yeah. that. Why did I say that? But with actors, it is weird. Like, and I'll never forget this. And I don't want to shit on him at all because I just don't want to shit it. on him. But <laughs> Patrick Dempsey, this was mm. like, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. And like, I was at the time watching Grey's Anatomy. And I thought, I think I was in high school when I saw yeah, this. And it's still on the air. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, this is to me the hottest man I've ever seen. And then I think I saw him on like live with Kelly and Rip because my mom is a very yeah. faithful watcher since the beginning of time. And he had, I think like, and it could have just been that day, but I think like zero yeah. charisma. Yeah. And I was like, what? How could this be the same person? Everything shattered inside. The whole yeah. facade shattered. And, you know, we all have off days. So maybe it was just that. But I was like, oh, some people could just be really good at acting and not like the same Talking. on a talk show. No. And you know what? He's someone. I saw like a TikTok of him within the last year where like he's really nice to a woman in like a snowy parking lot. And I watched and it went like, you know, it had millions of views on TikTok. And when I was watching it, I go, I think a PR firm did this. Like it didn't really? even like ring true to me. Mm-hmm. God, I'm so naive. I am so pathologically naive that like I never consider these things. And even like after years of watching mm-hmm. reality TV, do I ever not consider that everything is like completely real? Well, with reality TV, it's like, I just don't, I, it's just more fun for it to, for us to like, not think it's scripted. So I just like, I like forcibly tell myself that it's real. (laughs) Not me. Not me. I'm like, I never, I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe they're going through. Like it never crosses my mind. It's so sick. It's so fucking sick. Well, you're a sweet person. (laughs) I do think (laughs) it it will haunt me that I caused, that I called Patrick Dempsey uncanny charismatic on live with kelly and ripa live with uh kelly ryan and, and kelly right <laughs> i miss regis it's had so, i mean i mean it was regis and Kel- and regis and kathy lee and then regis and kelly and now it's kelly and ryan yeah remember when ryan like got all those sexual assault um allegations and just like literally nothing happened there was some yeah there's people that you're like well okay i guess they slipped through um there yeah. was something Thing about he like just stayed boxers. on there. I feel like there was something no about like idea. him being in his boxers. No, you turn <laughs> on your radio, he's on 75 channels, and you're like, okay. Yeah, he's that fine. man doesn't sleep. Holy shit. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employer's respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Hey guys, it's Steve Cavino from Cavino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Okay, and according to Lucian Wickles, when Cher was in fifth grade, she produced a performance of the musical Oklahoma, directing and choreographing choreographing a group of girls. But wow. she was unable to convince any boys to play the boys' parts, so she acted those parts. And they say by age nine, that is how she developed an unusually low voice. I'm Megan. sorry, is she fucking Shakespeare? This is incredible. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever played a male part? Have you ever acted in a male part? So in college, I um, auditioned for Romeo and Juliet. And when the callbacks went up, I was the only woman who got a callback for Romeo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That is so funny to me. <laughs> Wait, so did you tell me, tell me, tell me, so, did you only audition for Romeo or did you audition for other parts? No, I auditioned for Juliet. <laughs> oh my God. And were there no boys to audition? No. What happened here? Unbeknownst to me, their desire was to do an all-female cast oh, of Romeo and Juliet. 
I did not know. No, I don't. I mean, well, and then you see the list and I'm the only one. So I'm like, well, this seems weird. <laughs> um, and then, and then, unfortunately. In college. Yeah, in college. <laughs> And then, unfortunately, I did not have a good Romeo audition, but I was Fuck. cast as Juliet. <laughs> you were? Oh, my God. Okay. Wow. That was a full ride. And yeah. then you eventually cast. Oh, my God. I love, because I think I only found out that you were a theater major in, like, the last couple of years. Yeah, because I like, don't book anything. So, it's like, oh. <laughs> no, that's not true. I just think it's just, like, I... That were I always wanted to like do theater, but I never could with sports. And like, I mm-hmm. just don't think of you as someone who did theater because we have a lot of theater school friends. Right. Well, it, yeah, college theater is definitely a whole other world. But like, I did theater at a school that like people are like, they have theater, you know? So it was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That is hilarious. A callback for <laughs> Romeo. Yeah. Romeo. And I was like, uh, uh they're found Juliet. <laughs> Send okay. down your hair. <laughs> according, according to Lucian, Cher was disappointed as a child about the lack of dark-haired Hollywood actresses. Um, she wanted to be a famous singer, but felt unattractive and mm-hmm. untalented. Megan, you're a very confident person, but do you find comfort knowing that one of the most famous singers in the world felt like she wasn't good enough? Well, I've seen shares like behind the music. I've seen like a lot of like docs on Cher. Yeah. And people were like openly like, you're ugly. Sorry. <gasps> God. You know? Has anyone ever called you ugly? Um, yes. We were at a we were at a bagel shop. Um, late night at a bagel shop and it was like the night before Thanksgiving, you know, it was like blackout Wednesday or whatever at a bagel bagel shop in Indianapolis. And these guys were just being like such assholes. And then one of them like turned to my brother and goes, your girlfriend's ugly. And then my brother goes, she's my sister and she's beautiful. (gasps) That is so sweet. I think he only did it because he was drunk. Um, but that is like also the sweetest thing I've ever heard though <laughs> also it's just so fucking crazy the way I mean look I I said you know everyone knows what I just said about Patrick Dempsey but I just got on I just got on TikTok yeah. and I am I cannot believe how fucking mean it is it makes you not even think about the nice comments and there's so yeah. many more nice comments than the mean comments yeah. but they say the meanest shit on there and I'm like who is going on TikToks of strangers and just like to be mean yes uh Steph yeah. Tola was tell- talking to me about this because she is like a huge TikTok following and she was like can you imagine finding out your husband trolls women online <sighs> I was like divorce. I, I think that honestly would be like worse than cheating. Yeah. I I end up getting bullied a lot by like younger boys. <laughs> like, yes, that's what they all are. They're young boys who are like misogynist. Yeah. My first ever TikTok, I was just like high and I was like, what is it? You know, like it's yeah. it's so bad. And like I didn't, I was you don't know. I'm old. It's truly yeah. I'm an old person. Totally. And, and a guy, uh, like a kid, commented, Why is this old lady trying to be funny? <laughs> Wow. (laughs) Way to cut me to my core. Oh, my God. Well, I just find it interesting. Like, I like um, pulling back the curtain and finding out, like, 
Like if Cher feels like she was unattractive and not a good singer and untalented, but she was just like, I'm going to be a star. I find it really comforting to know because, you know, I'm super into like metaphysics and all this stuff. And it's all about like how you have to believe all these things about yourself in order for them to come true. And I do think that's true. But at yeah. the same time, it's like not human. Like, like, I don't know. I'm like all these people, they can't feel great all the time. It's hard. I mean, to put yourself out there. Don't you think it, it's kind of kismet that the first time we ever saw her was the Believe tour? Yeah. Do you believe in love after love? I do. God, that, I'm going to listen to Cher like all day Ugh. today. Um, it's a, she has a great greatest hits album. Yes, absolutely. Um, okay. Do you think that Cher ever watched the 2016 show Ladylike? Uh, I honestly <laughs> like to imagine that she caught an episode, you know, like uh, like an assistant set up her Roku wrong, and she was like, what are these gals up to? And then she's like, I want to watch the dog show, um, <clears throat> you know, which isn't like the Westminster dog show. It's just like a show that has a dog on it. But I think I like to think she caught a, maybe three minutes. Yeah. yeah. That's how much I caught, too. <laughs> Not not my parents. My parents caught all eight episodes. <laughs> Whenever I see your parents, they always bring it up to me. They're Lady so nice. <laughs> I watched one episode of This is the Truth. Wow. I don't, I, yeah, I didn't have a, I didn't have MTV. I said HBO. I didn't have MTV. HBO. <laughs> Neither did I. I had to ask someone for a login yeah. to watch it. Which is tough, you know, when you can't when you can't even afford to watch yourself your on own TV show. Basic cable. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> okay. According to Lucian Wickles, Cher met Sonny Bono in 1962 when he was working with Phil Spector. Oh, dear. Who produced her first single, Ringo, I Love You. But the song was rejected from radio stations and banned because they thought it was a man's voice <gasps> and a homosexual love song for Ringo Starr. Megan, have you ever worked with... Phil Spector. Um, I have not, but I have worked with murderers. <laughs> Which ones? How did you um, find out? We believe we believe <laughs> that there is a comedian in Chicago who has murdered. We do believe. We believe. And and I I challenge you to. You know, just if it comes to your mind the next time you're with a comedian from Chicago, go, do you think anyone in the Chicago comedy scene murdered? And they'll go, I do. I do. <laughs> I have a guess of who you would say it is. You honestly might not even know this person. Oh, probably. Probably. Yeah. Um, but because, yeah. <laughs> because if you're, I mean, you would think if you've murdered, you'd move around a lot. Um, but... <laughs> I mean, I think we probably, yeah, I mean, I bet we have, um, I bet our names have been signed up on open mic lists with someone who's murdered. <laughs> oh, my God. Open mics are the scariest place <laughs> in the world. I always think back about, like, how 
my parents were so disturbed when they found out like I started doing open mics in grad school and like their <coughs> friends, like their close friends came to see me at like the village lantern when I was barking for six hours a night on Friday <sighs> and Saturdays for free for five minutes. And they saw me at like the scariest show because it would just be people that were like barked in like uh, at like 11 at night, like in the village. And um, my dad was like, uh, I'm just really like worried yeah. about the people that you're spending <laughs> time around and and now I look back and I was like dad you just don't understand and now I look back like oh they were right. my god if he knew the actual people that I was around oh I remember it was like my, one of my first um like comedy road trips and <clears throat> it was myself this uh, this was in Chicago it was myself um a guy who had like organized it and then two other people. So there were four of us, luckily, you know, some strength in numbers, oh, thank God. but my mom called when we were like driving and we were driving like probably like a hundred miles away. Um, and my mom called when we were leaving and was like, okay, well you be safe. Is the person you're with a good driver? And I like looked at them <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> in my mind, I go, and I knew this to be a fact. They are a registered sex offender, um, but they seem like a good driver. <clears throat> oh my god yeah it is crazy because you think about like the women in like the three generations of comedy before us like what they went through <laughs> especially like the little clubs in like the middle of america like yeah. driving around like and then trying to get paid and these fucking disgusting club owners like chasing after them um mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then like you think like I, cause I remember I used to do, I think it was like 204 or something. It was this mic run in Alphabet City. And I did it like my first year or two. And like Anthony DeVito talks about like how he remembers like my first six months on stage where my legs would shake. Oh. Like <laughs> my legs would shake every like time a I went deer. on. Like a little <laughs> yes. deer. My legs would shake. And I remember at this mic, like two, two, a couple times in a row. When I would go on stage, they yelled, like, show us your tits. And I, wow. like, I don't even know what I said or what I did, but I was determined to go back the next week, which is a mental sickness. illness in its a own. Sickness. Because I was like, they're not going to bully me out of there, these <clears throat> dorks, you know, yeah. these, like, little sewage rats. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, they were fucking nerds in high school, these sickos. And I went back, but I was so scared. And I wasn't even like going to the mic with a friend. I was like going by myself. We would go to these open mics and we would see this cast of crew and we would have those things yelled at us and be bullied and be sexually harassed and go, yep, this is going to be my life's work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, this, this, looks real, this looks like a really good life. I should like, stay here. Sell real estate, you dumb I bitch. I know. Ugh, yeah, I can't believe that. Like, I think back, part of me is like, there's like that thing like, oh, I'm not going to let a guy like to kick me out of a space. But also I'm like, why would I go back to that space? That's yeah. like sick, 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 I sick, know. sick. I know. I remember my mom going once, it's not going to be funny if you die. That's hilarious. <laughs> she really understood the landscape. I always think because you're you've exposed your mom, like your mm -hmm. parents have seen it all. Mm -hmm. And they're like, so, but I guess they just know that you're tough and can handle it. Yeah, but, like, to some extent, it's, like, I'm not really that tough. I've never even been in a physical altercation, um, knock on wood. So it's, like, you know, like, if someone actually, like, I have a, I have a, like, I talk a big game. But if someone steps to me, I'm, like, ah, where's a man? You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, like, have you ever had that protection. happen? 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's why, that's why like the Oscars thing was so funny to me. Cause I was like, I've had multiple men hop on stage and pull their dicks out at me. Really? Yeah. God, I've never had that happen. That's mm-hmm. terrifying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where did that happen? Um, it happened in Chicago. It, had in, it <gasps> happened at Knitting Factory. Chicago sounds really wild. Chicago was fucking nuts. I mean, it's a, why it was, it was like doing, comedy at Guantanamo Bay. Like, it was just Do you think it's the same as it was back in your, like, time? Yeah, right, right. No. Because, like, the stories that you guys talk about, like, your big crew, like, yeah. And and I'm, it's still, like, a drunk town um, that, like, loves sports. But it's like, yeah, the Blackhawks would be in, like, game four of the Stanley Cup finals. And they would, like, turn the TV off and be like, now comedy. And people would be like, fuck yeah! Oh, God, I used to hate those shows when I first started where they, like, ambush the bar yeah. and everyone is so pissed. They're like, what are you talking about? Can you imagine? We all have to be quiet and, like, everyone stop all the fun we were having to listen to, like, a bad open mic. Sometimes it wasn't even a bar. Sometimes it would be like, this is a nice Italian restaurant oh, where people <laughs> are enjoying a lovely carbonara. <laughs> Like, what the fuck is wrong with us? Oh, God, that was pain. I I, I would get so much anxiety because if you get the anxiety because you know this isn't right. These people don't want this. See, and I, there's something wrong with my brain because I would be like, I'm going to get them. You know, like you would see well, like of course, people it's bombing, bombing, bombing. And I'd be like, I think I can get these fucking people. And it was like a tool I had that then I ended up losing in New York because I felt like I just did way less. And I don't think I have it anymore at all because it's like, usually I'm doing comedy now in places where people know there's going to be comedy. Right. And I'm like, man, I miss that skill. It's like, Megan, is that a great skill um, <laughs> to be able to win over people that hate you? No, I think I have the same skill that I did not have for a long time, but And it was born, like, I cold open on the road for, like, Mm -hmm. multiple years with Mm -hmm. no one going before me in, like, Mm -hmm. large groups of people and stuff. And I'm like, okay, I have that now. And thank God, because there are so many bad situations you're in where you're responsible for, like, Mm -hmm. the whole crowd. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, um, you and I have both opened for, like, famous people or people yeah. that like, there's a lot of people to hear to see that person right, and right. I'm going out and I'm not that person. And it's very <laughs> clear. And yes. you have to be like, you know, I've definitely said to crowds before, like they like me. Okay. So like, <laughs> be nice. I'm their friend. <laughs> yeah. That's really smart. Oh my God. Oh God. Megan, this has just been so fun. I love Cher so much, It's and your letter was so good, and what a good person to do. Like, I feel like this could last for hours. Six decades. Six decades. Six decades! Unfucking real <laughs> But one segment we like to do at the end of our episode is called Fan on the Street. Fan on the Street. Fan on the Street. And if you have, like, a fun anecdote of when you ran into a celebrity. I thought you were going to say when I got recognized. Um, <laughs> Yo, you tell us that one first. No, I don't, I don't get recognized. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I have, but there's not anything. Um, there's not anything top of mind. Um, I did get recognized on my birthday at 
a podcast taping of one of my favorite Bravo podcasts, Watch What Crappens. <gasps> and these two girls were like, are you Megan Gailey? And I was like hugely pregnant. Um, and I truly was like, did someone pay you to do this for me? Like, this is no. such a gift. That's a perfect um, moment. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and the venue had been really mean to me because I was trying to bring in Luann's Fosé. And they were like, you can't bring alcohol in. And it's like, I'm 1,000 months pregnant. It's fake rosé. Okay. Which Fose, is I've never heard of Fosé. Fosé. It was not good. Um, <clears throat> what was your first drink, I must know? Probably, I feel like it was like maybe apple pucker. No, Remember? no, I mean after you had Conrad. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I know you did not have apple pucker as your first drink. <laughs> yeah, I brought it to the hospital. What yep. if you're like peach schnapps? <laughs> yeah, amaretto sour. Um, no, my first drink, when we got home from the hospital, I like got delivery wine. You had house. like white wine? Yeah, because my mom is like not a big drinker and she was here and she was like, there's wine here. And I was like, amazing. And I thought she'd like bought wine. And it was like wine from open from before I was pregnant. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. This is not, we can't drink this. Oh mom. my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'll die. No, so I like um, caviared wine over. <laughs> was it delicious? Yeah, because I go, I, I ordered, my mom was like, you have wine coming? I go, yeah, I ordered caviar. She goes, you have caviar coming? And I was like, no, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> it's a delivery service. She was like, oh, I love caviar. I was like, all right, calm down. <laughs> That'd be so funny. <laughs> Sorry, Peg, you're in Highland Park, not Beverly Hills, okay? Um, When I, re- you know what? I did a show. I, it was your show. Oh, my gosh, this is a Dear Owen Wilson show. Oh, yeah, because um, you were, you're like a three-time Owen Wilson guest. Like, you, I, we've had you on a bit. I'm a vet. Yeah. Um, this is just one of my favorite celebrity encounters. Um, Demi Moore was at the show. Yes. And um, when Demi Moore famously came to the show yeah. two months in a row, you guys have heard about this. It was crazy. And I was doing stand up, I was not reading a letter. Um, and so I was doing stand up, and I remember that she, like, we like chatted afterwards. Um, and yeah, she, she told, um, us that she had had sex with a famous person that I did not know that she had had sex with. And it was truly incredible. Yeah, I know who it is. And it was, when you told me that it just felt so good. I could not, it was an incredible piece of information to find yeah. out. And I have read her book, which I did read the first day it came out in one day. Because um, I'm such a fan. She's and it amazing. came out after we met her. So I was even more excited. But she was so nice to us. Like, yeah. she stayed and chatted for like 40 minutes after, which was ridiculous. Like, she came right up to me and gave me a hug yeah. after. She texted wow. Owen in front of me, which was insane. It's crazy. I was like, Owen, who? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, she's so generous. Like, and gorgeous. She's so gorgeous in person. Talk about share hair. Share hair. They could be mother, daughter, sisters, cousins, lovers. Yes. Anything. They could be Um, anything. Oh my God, Megan. Well, I'll tell you this off, but I I did bitch sesh yesterday (gasps) and I said on there, like, that I think Kyle is so pretty. Uh huh. She is beautiful. I don't think they like Kyle, but okay, I was just but like, thinking she about is gorgeous. her hair. I was like, her hair is just like, I no. stare at her hair. As someone with like fine, crunchy hair, I stare at her hair. Listen, a blonde can never complain about their hair. Okay. You are what? 
you are what the world fantasizes about. Um, so it's bleached, babe. It's I thousands know, of but, dollars of bleach. But the men don't know. You know, they're simple. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, Kyle has very uh, share hair. And like her and her and Casey Musgraves, you know, just like that long, oh my God. gorgeous, Thick, like horse Shiny. Hair. Yeah. Shiny. Like Beautiful. Demi's hair is like the shiniest hair you've ever seen. Yeah. Her daughter had the same hair that sticks straight long. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I mean, I think shiniest besides you and me when we were doing ladylike, obviously. Oh, um, you well, you have really good thick, shiny hair. Like I have really fine hair. Do you? I feel like yeah. it's thick. There's a lot of it. No, no, it's just like big, but it's really thick. Oh, like okay. my ponytail, I squeeze it. But you're you have like thick, thick hair. But it's th- you what have blowout hair. I have bl- well, yeah. And sometimes I'll get a blowout and I'm like, I should have just stayed home. <laughs> I could have done this better myself. Oh God. Well, this was just so much fun. I don't want it to end, but um, thank you so much for coming on and share. What a legend. God. Absolutely. I'll show you. I'm opening up my milk ducks right now. <laughs> oh, I'm doing God. some Your tits look giant. <laughs> I gotta get my milk ducks open to go feed my little baby. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks again for coming by. Give us a review, okay? Review us. Did you hear about Megan's milk cans? Give us a (laughs) five-star review, okay? Thanks. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. 